0: The game is over. Your post postgame show starts now. Welcome to Bucks Talk. Insight. Analysis. And your chance to sound off on the game you just heard. Now to break it all down, here's your host, Justin Garcia. Well, you knew tonight was going to be a challenge in Denver against the Nuggets. A building where the Nuggets play very good, very well. Uh, and it's a very good Nuggets team. Not to mention this was Doc Rivers' debut. Did not have a whole lot of time. I know he's been around the team for a couple of days now, and and they did have a shoot-around, which essentially served as a practice today. They did the same over the weekend. He even alluded to this at his introductory press conference. We only have three practice days on the schedule between now and the end of the season. So it is going to be a challenge to really onboard all of these changes and things that we want to do. Uh mentioned it's gonna be a slow process, and I know how much Bucks fans are excited to hear patience, and it's going to take time, but that's what Doc Rivers told us prior to the game tonight that we gotta kind of go one by one. That let's not try to overload the system here. Let's let's just gradually put forward one or two of these adjustments. Uh one of the good pieces of news, as Doc Rivers said, was you know it seemed like they were running a lot of the same stuff. They just changed a lot of the terminology. The me and Yeggs, as he as refers to Dave Yeager, we scouted this team, obviously, the last couple of years. In Philadelphia, where he was the coach of the 76ers, where Dave Yeager was his lead assistant. And it looks as though they're running a lot of the same stuff. They just changed the terminology on that. And as Doc said after the game, even some of the stuff that I saw when I was watching from the couch, when I was calling some of these games, A lot of it looked the same. So that's the encouraging part is it's going to be easy to come in and say, okay, let's do this differently. But the big takeaway is the defense, and it's only four games that we're looking at here. It does look different. How much of that has been just, okay, Let's just go back to what this group is comfortable with. We're not going to do, and and look, we had the conversation at the start of the year when you pushed Brook Lopez further away from the basket, took four games to realize maybe we should put him closer to the basket, but you were still doing some other things differently. You were still playing a a, a very high-pressure, or at least attempting to play a high-pressure system, very far away from the basket. And that led to a lot of difficulties. With pick and rolls, with points that were created off of that that type of play, Bucks were pretty good at it last season in navigating screens and defending those types of possessions. Where you were running with either the ball handler or the roll man, the Bucks were shutting that down. Drew Holiday's a big part of it. He's going to get all that credit and all that attention, but I mean Javon Carter was a piece of that. Wesley Matthews was a piece of that. It's not just the absence of Drew Holiday. And it's also the way that this system was changed and what you're asking some of these defenders to do. If you get beat at that point of attack, it leads to downhill drives. That's been the issue with this defense. That was seemingly removed, and a lot of it was cleaned up in those three games on the homestand, where, again, it it almost felt like, and we kind of talked about this after, I believe, the Friday night game, It almost felt like a preseason game, or three preseason games. Difference being these games count in the standings, but you left the games thinking, I don't know what to actually take from these. I don't know what's going to change moving forward. I don't know how drastically things are going to change. I don't know what Doc is going to do differently. I like what I saw. The defense looked better, but it feels like there's going to be changes coming, and I don't know how much what we saw is going to carry over. Now, as we heard from Doc Rivers, as we just mentioned, it is going to change. But it's going to be a slow change, and it's going to take time. I don't know how much of it is as simple as the the transition, especially against the um, New Orleans Pelicans, looked much better. That second game against the Cavaliers, it did not. Uh, Tonight, for moments, it did not, where you had moments of Defenders getting lost in transition, not knowing who had who. That led to a couple of Jamal Murray baskets in transition. But it still looks better than it did for those first roughly 35 games of the season. And I don't know how much of this is we've we've taken a step forward in transition and we're not doing some of those things on the perimeter. How much of it is 100% buy-in? How much of it is luck? But the defense does look better. And it does look like a group that you could realistically expect to be a league average or even better than league average defensive unit. And as we've mentioned a number of times already this season, that is the goal. This offense is going to be elite, although the last four games have not displayed that. But the offense is elite. The offense knows how to find ways to score. The offense has Damian Lillard. And Giannis and Chris Middleton, who started out on a tear tonight. Brooke Lopez, who was suddenly hitting threes again. The offense isn't the concern. It's just, can we get that defense up? Can we move that closer to the league average mark, and ideally above that? For four games now, you have seen that. And again, I'll I'll caution with thee, this is an extremely small sample size. But since the coaching change was made, the Bucs are fifth best in defensive rebounding. That was another big problem early in the season. Opponent's offensive rebounding. It led to points around the basket and those points in the paint that we were seeing a stretch of what? I believe it's five times where an opponent has scored seventy or more in the paint on the Bucks of this season. Part of that is offensive rebounding. You're getting those second chance points and putbacks around the rim and just second chance points in general how often maybe it's not a putback at the rim how often does that lead to a 3 those have been the issues that the bucks have run into part of it they've cleaned up defensive rebound and again it's, it's it, it extends in this case beyond the four games but in these last four games especially fifth best in the league they have gradually gotten better at that but these last four games are what we're looking at for everything right now and again, it's it's not enough. You need to get to 10, 15, 20 games. But for as, as much as we pointed to since November third, how much things changed for the Bucks when you put Brooke Lopez back in the drop, even those numbers started to shift back towards what we see for the numbers season as a whole. That was the issue with January. Was you got to that first week, it, it felt like the wheels fell off and you didn't recover at a rate that was sustainable. You you didn't stop the bleeding, and take a big step forward. So all of those numbers that we would point to for a while was, yeah, well, maybe they're 20th in defense, but since November 3rd, they're 13th. Once you hit January, it was no longer that difference. There was no longer that difference. It was their 22nd season as a whole. Since November 3rd, they're 19th or 20th. In these four games... And again, I can't overstate this enough. This is not gospel. It's only four games. It's, it's more to point out there is something there. There's something you can work with, and you like what you're seeing here. In these four games, fifth best in defensive rebounding, ninth best in defensive efficiency, and they're right up there with the Cleveland Cavaliers, who are eighth best. They're not too far behind the Minnesota Timberwolves, who are sixth best. Not that far back of the Clippers, who were fifth best. It's four games. You've got to see this for 14, for 24, and so on. But as Doc Rivers even joked after the game, you know, we fought defensively. I liked what I saw there, and I told the guys in the locker room after the game whoever told you you can't defend, they lied to you. I I see some things here that we can work with. 855-616-1620 is the number to join us tonight on Bucks Talk, one of those things specifically that the Bucks did and what Doc Rivers liked the most that he saw tonight. We'll get into that and take a look ahead at what is going to be again a very challenging road trip. But what you have next Maybe in terms of the record, it won't be the most challenging. For Damian Lillard, it may be the most challenging. We'll take a look at the rest of the road trip after this on Bucks Talk. The round ball repartee returns. This is Bucks Talk. Well, the score did not go the way that the Bucks would have hoped for 113 to 107. But uh, despite the loss in the first game with your new. Permanent head coach. This isn't the interim, Joe Prunty. This is Doc Rivers at the helm for the Bucks. Your first game of the Doc Rivers experience. There was a lot to feel good about, and especially on the defensive end. Where, again, Doc joked after the game. I, I told the guys, whoever told you, you can't defend. They're lying to you. You know The defense fought tonight. They were locked in. They made some plays. I thought they played excellent half-court defense. Some of those things that we had talked about, the transition, again, better transition defense than we'd seen from the Bucks for the season as a whole, really. But still an area that, as you point to these things that, okay, there's something to work with here, but this needs to get better. Transition defense is still going to be on that list. The Denver Nuggets basically reached their season average, and you can't just look at points scored. You have to look at how efficiently they do it. But Denver averages about 115 points a game. They got up to 113 tonight. But the way that this team fought, and I think the big thing that you would look at is Nikola Jokic. He scored 25 points. He had his sixth career triple-double against the Bucs. But he needed 25 shots to get there. And as Doc said, look, I like that part the most because looking at those two numbers, 25 points, 25 field goal attempts for Jokic, it tells me two things. Number one, his guys weren't open. If he's taking 25 shots, we were defending those secondary actions. We were making it difficult. We weren't giving Jokic those clear paths and those easy lanes to find his guys to find cutters to find shooters that were open we were defending everyone else so I like the way we fought and defended there and the other part is we made it difficult we made him take difficult shots not an efficient night for Jokic not only the 25 shots the misses right if you take 25 shots and only get to 25 points something has fallen off a little bit there. So so those are the things that Doc Rivers said he saw and he liked. And he was very blunt when he took over in that introductory press conference. Yeah, the defense. I've heard, I've read everything about the defense. I've heard it too. I've seen it. It does have to get better. But he left this game very encouraged. Now, it can't be a one game, right? This can't just be the, hey, let's go play for Doc because this is his debut. You got to build on this and you got to carry it forward. And you have a good opportunity to do that on Wednesday against a slumping and, and, frankly, bad Portland Trailblazers team. But it is still a talented team, and it's a team that was up 26 points on the Bucks in Fiserv Forum very early this season. So this is potentially a building block for the Bucks and an opportunity to springboard here, to take those things that he liked that he saw defensively and continue to build on it. And, again, for Denver – a 106.7 offensive rating in the half court tonight. That is very, very good. As we gave you some of those numbers before of where the Bucks rank in terms of their defensive efficiency. And I even hesitate to point these out because it's just four games. But that 106, just under 107 offensive rating in the half court for the Denver Nuggets, for context, that number would be the worst offensive efficiency in the league. The number 30 rated offense is the Portland Trailblazers, who the Bucs are going to play on Wednesday night. They have a 107.8 offensive rating. So everything Doc Rivers said, it adds up. You like the way they defended Jokic. You like the fight that they saw. You like the way they played in the half court. 855-616-1620, the number to join us tonight on Bucks Talk. We mentioned the Blazers it is going to be an emotional game for Damian Lillard, but it is also potentially a get right game for the Milwaukee Bucks. We'll preview that game after this on Bucks Talk. The Hardwood Homilies continue after this. This is Bucks Talk. This is Bucks Talk. 113-106, to 106, the final score in Denver. The Nuggets take down the Bucks in Doc Rivers' debut. But a lot to like about what you saw, especially on the defensive end, for the Bucks, who played much better. A game where, again, the opponent isn't in 120 or 130. And Giannis, that was one of the first things that he had mentioned. One of the several things he had mentioned. The number of times we've heard Giannis speak out after games this season that, we can't win these games routinely, 140 to 130. We can't just outscore teams. Like, we got to take something away. And tonight it was threes. When you think about the way that the Bucs defended some of those looks on Nikola Jokic, they double teamed him a lot. I thought the other interesting part of this was you know, something we haven't seen a ton of. We saw a little bit of this early. But as Doc Rivers said, and that's the other thing that I'm sure if, if you're not very well versed on Doc Rivers, one of the things that you will uh, you will quickly find out and I'm sure come to appreciate as a Bucs fan is listening to Doc speak before and especially after games and the candor that you will get from Doc Rivers. He had mentioned afterwards, you know, we doubled Jokic. I thought we defended him pretty well. He did get a triple double, but again, as we had just went through 25 points on 25 shots. We made him take difficult shots and we made him shoot. We were taking away looks from ultimately Jamal Murray scored 30 plus points, but we were taking away looks from everybody else. The defense looked better. But as Doc said, you know, the offense. This was an offensive loss tonight. We had more stretches he didn't say this part. I, I I added it, but the Bucks had more stretches of droughts, right? We saw that over the weekend. We saw it during the homestand, and that was one of the things about getting Damian Lillard is this should help the offense in the half court. You're not and you shouldn't have these prolonged droughts of, man, what happened to the Bucks offense when you have this? We've seen it happen more and more recently, and that's really where the game was lost. Now, Doc said also... He thought it was their second unit were outplayed in the first half. And that allowed Denver that spark. That's when they made their charge. The Bucs were up thirteen early in the first quarter. Reggie Jackson came in and had a big game. He was quiet in the second half. And campaign gave you some nice defense, as Doc mentioned. We had him picking guys up at the at full court. Now that seemed to make a difference. But he had mentioned, you know, the plan was We were going to uh, play Giannis at the 5. We were going to play small. We were going to play Giannis at the 5, and we were going to make the Denver Nuggets have to defend Giannis in transition, make Nikola Jokic work defensively. Giannis picked up a fourth foul, and that removed that as a chance, um, or took that off the table, I should say. But that's what they were going to be doing. And again, we haven't seen a whole lot of those types of tweaks. No. Brooke Lopez is incredibly valuable. And in matchups like this, you can see, again, when utilized correctly, Brooke Lopez is one of the best defensive players in the league with his rim protection and the contests that he gives you. But I, we've talked about this earlier in the season, too, that you think about pick-and-rolls and screens and just how big that is in the league these days. And you think about how very little you see post-ups and back-to-the-basket types of offense. For the Bucks. You still need to be able to play multiple ways. And I hate going back to 2021. I hate bringing up this name specifically because everybody jumps on, man, we need that guy back, or we need this type of player. But I'll point it out once more. P.J. Tucker allowed you to play differently. It allowed you to play your traditional set with Brooke Lopez and defend the rim, play Giannis alongside him. It allowed you to play small with P.J. Tucker taking on the five, Giannis essentially playing your five, but P.J. defending those matchups and just giving different looks defensively, being able to defend any type of set. They haven't had that for a couple of years now because of the roster construction, you've basically been locked into, well, this is how we have to play. It was one of the big things we mentioned about Jay Crowder and how Jay Crowder looked early in the season before the injury, and the importance of Jay Crowder coming back was if you can do this, you can play differently. You can play Giannis at the 5. You don't want to play Giannis at the 5 all that much in the regular season. You want to save that for very, very meaningful moments in important games and especially save it for the postseason. But you can play differently. You can be more versatile defensively with a guy like Jay Crowder or somebody else. Because so you can play Giannis at the 5. You can have Jay Crowder play the small ball four. And the difference between Jay Crowder and Bobby Port is Jay gives you more defensive versatility. You can switch more with him. It's something that the Bucs have not had. It's a club that hasn't been in the bag for a couple of years. And here in game one, Doc Rivers saying, I was ready to go to it. But then Giannis got his fourth foul, and that kind of halted those plans. There's a lot to be encouraged by. But we can't form a, well, everything is fixed off of just, what, four games now and one game under Doc Rivers. But I just keep going back to what he said immediately after the game. Whoever told you guys you can't play defense, they lied to you because I think we played very, very good in the half court. Still some things to fix, but I can work with this. And I think what you saw tonight, you have confidence. This team can get to where they need to be defensively. 855 616 1620, the number to join us on Bucks Talk. We'll uh, take a look at that matchup with Portland after this as uh, Damian Lillard goes back to Portland. It's going to be an emotional night on Wednesday night. We'll take a look at what to expect next on Bucks Talk. Welcome back to Bucks Talk. One thirteen to one oh seven, the final tonight. The Bucks fall to the Denver Nuggets in the debut of Doc Rivers, but a chance to get back into the win column on Wednesday. And look, Wednesday is going to be. An interesting day because it marks Damian Lillard's return to Portland. He's already played the Blazers this year. But it's different when you go back to where it was that you played. We saw those differences when the Bucks played in Boston early this season against the Celtics versus when Drew Holiday returned and seeing the reaction he got from the crowd – the video that the Bucks played for him, I would imagine you'll see the same for Damian Lillard. And the fact that, you know, Drew Holiday spent three years in Milwaukee with the Bucks. Damian Lillard's entire career from 2012 up until last season was in Portland with the Trailblazers. It is going to be much different. Eleven years that he played in Portland before coming to Milwaukee. It's going to be an emotional game for Dame. An emotional game for Dame. And that's going to be the thing to monitor early in this game is how do you make sure those emotions don't get the best of you? But it also presents the Bucs an opportunity to play much better, right? To continue to build on these things that we have seen in four games. I think it's fair to say four games that we have seen this from the Bucks. It's a Blazers team that last I checked, I believe, won tonight, beating the 76ers, but this is a game you should win, and especially when you look at the rest of what's on this road trip, this is frankly a game you need to win because outside of that, the Utah Jazz embarrassed you at home. That's another game I think you will have circled on your calendar. Bucks have had some struggles in Utah and Phoenix. You have the Suns on there. You have Luka Doncic, but another 45-point game tonight, Luka Doncic and the Mavs on Saturday. This is a very difficult road trip with the quality of teams that are on there. So this game Wednesday is very important, and it's going to be very emotional for Damian Lillard returning to Portland again, where he played for 11 years. Now wearing a Bucks uniform. And by the way, the Blazers did win tonight, 130-104 to 104 over the Sixers. Now Philly did not have Joel Embiid or Tyrese Maxey, but still a big win For the Portland Trailblazers. We'll wrap up the show after this on Bucks Talk. The Round Ball repartee returns. This is Bucks Talk. 113-107 the final. The Bucks lose in Denver to the Nuggets. A place that has just been very, very difficult for the Bucks to win in recent years. But we've seen some lopsided, ugly losses in Denver. And not the case tonight. As again, we went through the biggest of the comments from Doc Rivers or the most notable. Turnovers are one of the big issues for the Bucks tonight. They had three at halftime. They finished the game with 13. And especially in that third quarter, Denver was scoring off of Bucks turnovers. But the way that he saw this team defend, he thought the half-court defense was excellent, should be proud of the defense they played tonight. This was an offensive loss. Um trying to find ways to fix those stretches where the ball's not going through the net. It's basically what Doc Rivers said. That's the the thing that we're tasked with going forward here. You heard about the versatility that we mentioned, wanting to play Giannis at the 5, foul trouble, took that off the table, adjusting those minutes too for Damian Lillard, who we had seen, what, for about 30 games this season? The Dame was playing all of the first quarter, all of the third quarter, and, you know, as as... I'm sure any fan noticed early in this game, wait a minute, Damian Lillard's off the floor about five minutes into the first quarter. And as Doc said, I talked about it my first day with Dame. I I want Dame and Giannis to be in when we get into penalty. In other words, the last few minutes of that quarter, of any quarter for that matter. Um, But I don't want Dame to be tired when we get there. So I want them to both be out there when we end quarter, so you already saw one of those adjustments of Damian Lillard no longer playing the duration of the first and uh, the third quarter, and again some of those minutes too. Of you know, I, I I realized some of those stretches where we've pointed out the importance of Chris Middleton, how he's really helped carry that bench, and I know Chris is starting, but what I mean by that is the minutes where Giannis and Dame are off the floor, it's Chris Middleton playing with the bench, keeping that offense humming. Another one of those adjustments we heard from Doc Rivers tonight is, look, I don't really like those minutes, is what he kind of roundabout said. We can do that with Giannis and Dame off the floor against some teams, in other words, bad, maybe Wednesday against the Blazers. Teams like Denver you can't afford to do that against. It was a loss, but there was a lot to be encouraged by in this loss tonight for the Bucks. Now we see what they can build upon Wednesday night in Portland, Damian Lillard returns to face his former team. It's the Bucks and the Blazers. It is a nine o'clock tip. Eight thirty is when our pregame coverage begins. And as always, be sure to stick around after the game for Bucks talk. We will talk to you then.